Hey guys, Ryan DeMent from Chasing Happiness Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. This week on the podcast, we have Susan Jane. Susan is a life coach that focuses in on intuition. And she's from Australia and she is a whole other time zone, almost the furthest part away of the world that she can be away from me in Arizona. So Susan, thank you for coming on early morning, Friday, your time. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you for having me. And it's, um, yes, I've got my coffee in hand, so I'm okay. I'm right to go. That is, that is great. So you're, you're going to get powered up through some caffeine and we'll have some great conversation. <laughs> it certainly will. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself before we get into your story? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, so my name is Susan Jane. I, I call myself the intuitist. Um, well, actually, somebody called me that, so I've, I've played with that. Um, it's like the mentalist, but the mentalist does all the thoughts and how we think, whereas the intuitist is more about how we feel and our emotions. So I, I tend to go into that sort of side to it. I asked trained to be a life coach when um, Tony Robbins was still called Anthony Robbins. So it was like almost 100 years ago now. Um, <laughs> or oh, come close on, to not 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I may exaggerate a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a long, long time ago. So um, I, I sort of created that side of it. And it was before they were a, a, a registered course, a registered, they were a registered thing. Uh, I think the Tony Robbins of the world have created that to make it real, uh, a life coach, a real thing. But um, yeah, I still, I still struggle with the, the terminology with it. Um, I just like to help people. And if they're having trouble, I like to help them. And that's sort of where I go. And I do that through the experiences that I've had in my life and through the education that I've had too. So um, that's how I got to be where I am today. But I love talking about intuition. That's my, my passion. So do you identify yourself more as an intuition coach or a life coach, or is it a mixture of the two? I prefer to call myself an intuitive life coach, mainly okay. because I don't necessarily follow a set pattern as a life coach would. A life coach would follow a, a structure or a system that they have learned or have been taught in their life coaching training. Now, in the days when I did life coaching, there wasn't that system there. You had to actually do a lot of self-reflection uh, and you had to learn a lot more about yourself and the experiences you had so you could actually help people that have had those same similar experiences. So it was, it was a different way of putting it together. So although I, I can put myself down as a life coach, I don't have the same quals that people would have nowadays and I don't follow the same system. And that's why I tend to go, I'm an intuitive life coach or intuitive business coach. Because basically what I get you to do is tap into your intuition and you tell yourself the right answers. So does the intuition start internally in our bodies or, or, or how does the intuition piece work? Okay, then that's the long story. That's the life story part. Okay, so let's, let's back up. I, I, I jumped the gun because I, <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody today and, and we were talking about inner and outer and it, it just got very deep. So I'm just kind of continuing that conversation. So I apologize. This will, but, I can assure you. <laughs> so let's, let's start out with your, your journey in, in life and, and how you got to where you are today. Okay, so... Well, I talk about my journey in life because it, otherwise it's going to be as boring as 
all nonsense, but I talk about it in the experiences that I've had. And I talk about it in the experiences that I've had that are related to my intuition. And when you're talking about inner and outer, that is basically where we're going as well. So at the age of 19, I went on a holiday two states away from home and I was um, involved in a very, very violent uh, pack rape. Now, during this particular rape, I left my body. Now, what had happened, I was walking back towards the unit where we were staying. I got tapped on the shoulder, turned around, king hit, knocked out and came to being dragged into the back of the car by my hair. Now, I'm in the back of this car and they're doing whatever they're doing. And all I could think of was, I can't stop them doing this to me. I've just got to go with the flow because the more I was fighting, the, the more bruised and battered I was getting. So I have to go with the flow on this. But how can I stop them? I asked the question, how can I stop them doing it to somebody else? How can I stop this continuing? And in an instant, I left my body. So I'd asked that question and I left my body. Now, when I'd left my body, I was outside of the car looking in. Now, I couldn't go any further and I had no intention of going any further. I'd, and I don't know why, but I just was there. I remember looking in and looking around thinking, people need to help her. And I call her her or she because I didn't feel it was me. Even though it looked like me, it didn't feel like me. So I remember going, somebody should be helping her. Or, 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 you know, somebody should be there. And and I then I went, well, this, there's no one around. So I, I looked and there's no emotional attachment. So I could sit and watch like you were watching, I don't know, animals like little ants going around doing their business. You just You just watched. And as I was watching, you could see the energy radiating from areas of the body. So where she was punched, you could see this energy radiating. And it was like that, that heat wave that you see coming off the road. You could see this energy coming out of her, of the side of her face. Couldn't feel it. You could see the blood coming down her mouth, but you couldn't taste it. And when it was all happening, and I know when I was in there, the smell of alcohol and cigarettes was overwhelming in the car. They must have been stalking for a long time or following people for a long time because the smell was just horrendous. I couldn't smell anything. So it was really like watching something going on, and I was just really intrigued without actually having any feeling to it. But anyway, I had asked the question when I left the body, and I did get an answer. And in an instant, returned back into the body. When I returned into the body, everything came back in one big foul swoop. So the pain from the mouth came back. The, the, the blood from that getting pulled by the hair and all the hair that was pulled out with it, that you could feel it all. The other areas where, where she was beaten and, and, and bashed were all coming back all, all together. And anyway, while this was happening, the, the message that had come through was there. So I, I did the message. I, I, I was, did what I was supposed to do. Um, so I followed as far as I was concerned, which I found out later on, I followed my intuition, which I didn't know then, but I just did it. <laughs> I didn't know then. Um, so I did it and I started and <laughs> I went to, I went to Sunday school twice when I was in primary school and I knew two prayers and I started to say the first prayer and it was forgive them Lord for they know not what they do. Now I didn't really understand what the prayer meant. But it had forgive in it, and I thought maybe if I can forgive them, they will stop doing it. And so I did it out loud. And every time I repeated it, I repeated it louder 
and louder and they didn't like it. In fact, it was really a silly thing to do in some respect because they hit me more. And in fact, I wouldn't stop until the, the hands came around the throat and around the mouth and I couldn't breathe and I passed out. So that all happened. I came to um, in the gutter and, and out on the side of the road and had to find my way back to the unit. So that all happened. Now, I refused, I swore never to talk about that because it was such a negative experience that I would never, ever talk about that unless I could find a positive twist to it. And I never dreamed that I would find a positive twist. So I felt I was safe having it all trapped there and I didn't have to do anything. Well, almost 12 months to the day, to the attack, I was at work in the bank. I worked in a bank and I started feeling ill and I ended up passing out. Now there was a doctor's surgery right beside us and apparently they went and got to the doctor and brought the doctor around. But while I was there, now I don't, again, I passed out, so I don't know what had happened, but I do remember I was like laying down. And if you can imagine when you're laying down and you've got people standing over you, looking at you, if you stood up, everybody's gaze would go up with you. I was laying there and I stood up and nobody's gaze followed me. And I remember thinking, I'm here. Why are you looking down there? Here I am. And I then just kept on moving up. So I had a near-death experience until the doctor gave me an adrenaline shot and brought me back. I had a near-death experience then. And I won't go into all that because um, I can, but it's all about intuition. But what had happened then, so that, that those two situations happened. I never spoke much of them. I didn't know what I was having. I didn't know what I was experiencing. So I didn't talk about them because I just thought I was a little bit weird and crazy, as you do. <laughs> But anyway, I'm, I'm in my, my 20, you know, going through my um, emotionally abusive marriage and decided that I needed to get some better understanding. There's got to be something better to life than this. And so I started doing my research. I started to get books. Now, we didn't have these wonderful internet. We didn't have, you know, podcasts. We didn't have any other way to go to do any research apart from books. So into the library I'd go, I'd go every four to six weeks because I only shopped every four to six weeks, um, go into there. I had three children in three years before I worked out what was causing it um, and then I stopped. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, anyway, so I, I started to get an understanding of who I was and what I was and I started to test theories. And it was one of these books. I, I actually read a book about near-death experience. Then I realised that's what had happened. Because I think in this book, and I, and I do apologise to the author because I don't, I can't remember the name of it, but they had like five or six different people that they were talking about. Now, my experience had a little bit of theirs, a little bit of theirs, and a little bit of theirs. So it was that I didn't follow one direction. Um, I had, there was, there was different things happening in it. So I knew I had a near-death experience. Didn't quite understand what that was all about, but I knew I had one. It was a little bit later then I read a book about uh, astral traveling and how we can actually leave our body. So the third time I left my body was done deliberately. I tested the theory because I'm a theory tester. I tested the theory to see if you could do it. It took three or four months before I did it. And when I did it, I got so excited because I, I, you could feel it. I was actually flying. It was so amazing. And, and you, you really felt it. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I got so excited that straight away I'm, I'm back in the body. Um, so, so don't get excited when it happens. And that's, <laughs> that's really hard. <laughs> but then that was when I realized, okay, we have two bodies. Like you were saying, we've got two. We've got 
a spiritual body and we've got a physical body. And I do class one as an inner and one as an outer. Um, and that that's when I went, okay, so intuition for me is the communication between the two because the spirit needs to communicate with the physical body and the spirit doesn't have access to touch, emotions, sight. You know, they don't have the access to the five physical um, concepts. The only one that can actually cross a little bit is emotions um, and or feelings. We, in the spirit world, we call them feelings. In the physical world, we call them emotions because they're expressed in, um, externally. So we have this understanding now, or after all that, I had this understanding of what intuition actually was. And, and that's where my story sort of came to here and why I am doing intuitive life coaching, why I teach people to trust their intuition, why that's important to me. So that is uh, my sort of background story. A little bit long, sorry. <laughs> no worries. I, it, it allows us to build on on what we're going to go and discuss here shortly, but it, I don't know how to describe the things, but we, we don't seem to be in touch with what's on our, what's in our inner self and what you've experienced three times is probably more than most have. And mm -hmm. now you can actually explain it, but how does the intuition, and, and this is where I, this, this has entrepreneur, this has person. I mean, this has, husband, boyfriend, whatever. It has all types of meanings to me. But I guess the thing that is, how, how can we as human beings, you know, work with our intuition, harness the inner part of, of that us, I guess, is what you want to call it, to be able to become one better and two, to be able to handle life in a positive light. Yes, absolutely. And and that's, again, look, with, what, with what's happened to me and to be able to look at it in a positive and still joke about it. I mean, not that I'm joking about the attack, but, you know, life's, life is about enjoying it. It's not, it's not about yes. the end result because we all know what the end result is. We don't yes. get out of this alive, you know. So Correct. we've got to enjoy the journey and that's what's really, really important. Um, and, and as I said to you earlier, I didn't want to share any negative news. I only want to share positive ones because I feel that that's what we need to keep going. So for people, so there's, there's sort of the three areas that I look at. We look at connecting, developing and trusting your intuition. Um, and connecting, the first thing we can do to connect. Now, and again, this is our intuition is that, that ever um, eternal aspect of ourselves. When they, they talk about um, we, we're, we're an eternal being, the physical, we know the physical part isn't, but the spiritual part is. So the spirit comes into our body and the spirit's gone into many, many bodies. So the spirit comes into the body and it has, the spirit has the purpose. It's come into the body for a purpose. It is up to the physical body to get it to its purpose. Okay, so that's what we've got to look at. Now, when we start to connect with that spirit body, then our intuition or get those intuitive messages, that means we're following what our spirit needs to do or get through or learn or go, you know, um, develop an understanding for in this lifetime. And when we're connecting with that is when we've got our greatest happiness whether it's where we're doing artwork, whether we're, we're connecting through art, whether we're connecting through um, sport, it doesn't matter how we're connecting, even if you're just sitting back. And, and, of course, one of the best ways to connect is through meditation. So you're sitting back, you're chilling out, you're in nature, you've got your own little space, whatever you're doing in that context, 
That is how you're connecting. And connecting is about basically hearing the messages or feeling the messages or knowing the messages. So it's receiving them, I, I should say. So the, the, the connecting is about receiving those messages. Now, when we're, we're doing that, often we can do that in a passive meditation. So we're doing, we, we're oming, like you say. We're just, we're just sitting in nature, sitting in our little space. Um, I, I first started in my, in the little square in my bedroom. That was my little safe space. I did it for 10 minutes every day. I had a, a set time or a relative, a relatively set time. So I became uh, more of a, um, a behavior. So that was my space to connect. Now, we can also connect in an active manner. So when you do go bushwalking or when you are, I used to be doing it when I was washing the dishes close to water, washing the dishes, having a shower, hanging up the washing. When I was doing some of those active jobs where you're doing them without thinking, it is allowing the connection to come through. It's allowing those messages to come through. But the best way to get the messages from your spirit, and again, your spirit's been through many bodies, so it has a lot more knowledge. And in my belief, and this is just my belief, my, I believe my spirit is still connected to the greater source, and people might like to call that God, universal energy, whatever you want to call that, but I still believe my spirit or my soul is connected to that greater source. So if I'm asking my soul or my spirit what the hell's going on, I'm going to get better information than when I ask my best friend, hey, what the hell's going on? Um, because all they can really tell me is what's going on in their life or how they see it. They can't tell me how I see it or what's going on in my life. External view. Absolutely. There you go. And oh, so yeah. In, uh, in, yeah. In it, we could also get into the, uh, into the old cabeza, the brain and how the brain only functions in the, I call it the past or in, in the prior, and it really doesn't know today and tomorrow. So that's where we, we struggle as humans to Absolutely. connect with our inner, our inner spirituality, however you want to call it. And, and yeah. it's a struggle. And, and how, how you said meditation, I want to go back to it because I think it's a yes. good place. Yep. When people are struggling with any type of event in their life that's not positive, meditation could be one, but how else does one, because I'll be honest, I've tried meditation a bunch of times. Yep. It doesn't work for me, but I know what I can do for myself is I need quiet time. If I can just disconnect from everything and just be able to sit somewhere comfortable, no TV, no cell phone, no nothing. Yep. I feel like I'm meditating because I'm really clearing out my mind, but I'm also starting to listen to what's inside me too, saying, okay, here we go. And yes. it starts flowing. How That's does somebody... meditation. You're actually doing it, Ryan. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it, I, I look at the traditional yeah. medi meditation yeah. and I get it. So I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, but what I'm trying to get to the listeners uh, is not everybody, put it this way, not everybody thinks meditation is, is the best thing. They think it's Huey from St. Louis. They think it's a joke. But I did too. And until I started slowing down and giving myself time in the morning. I do this in the morning. First thing when I wake up, no cell phone, no nothing, just lay there and just wake up and relax. Let everything come to me. Yes. How, 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 how do you, I know how I overcame it, but how would you work with somebody that really needs to be able to connect with that inner, that spirituality? 
um, yeah. to change their life? How, do, how yeah. do you approach that with your clients or would you approach? Well, the, the first thing I want to say is that the, the terminology of meditation, okay? Meditation is like the terminology of sport. Now, mm -hmm. we know how many different sports there are and whether we just like watching sport or whether we like to actually participate. And sport can be as much as having a game of chess, very passive, or having a game of football, very active. Meditation is very similar in, in that context that we ha can have um, a very active meditation and we can have passive meditation. And we can have meditation where we're better at it in some areas than we are with others. Um, one of the areas, because you, when you've got a busy mind happening, one of the, a, a good meditation is to watch a candle. But, but as you really? say, yeah, watch, just watch a candle flickering. That, that's a meditation. So it, you just you're just staring okay. at a candle. I got to ask. I, I'm not. I, I'm going to try it. But yeah. what what is the purpose of watching the candle? What exactly I mean, what you said? You're turning everything off. Really? You've got you know you you've got to have the the cell phone's got to be turned off, put away, you know, or, or hidden mm -hmm. in a cupboard so you can't hear it. It, it. It's all about turning off from the external. And, and trying to tune into the internal. So we can do it with breathing. We can do it with lots of different ways. And there's plenty of them on the internet. All you need to do is Google different meditations. And, and meditation, when you're, if you've got doing a guided meditation, you're listening to somebody, um, just their voice. Their voice can either, you know, really irritate you and which, in which case, stop listening or you actually get used to it. You know, you, you get used to that voice. So we, we have all these different contexts and, and different abilities to do meditation. But in all honesty, what is meditation? Sitting, not being disrupted by what's happening out there and just going within. And that's all it is. And if you're focusing on a candle, you're engaging that monkey chatter, the brain, you're engaging that to do something so you can allow other thoughts to come through or other things to come through. And you will know them. They, it does take a little while. You've got to practice it, but it does take a little while. Um, but you'll start to get an understanding of the messages you receive are different to what your brain is chattering about. Um, I yeah. gotta have to, I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm going to figure that out because I get it, but I don't. So I have to be able to experience it myself. And uh, I'll You're just that. like me. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem trying it. I mean, yeah. anything to quiet my mind, to quiet everything so I can start hearing what's going on internally, that's yeah. the biggest piece because then I know this probably goes a little bit further than what we've talked about so far is there's abundance. There's abundance of air around you and mm. and things that, that are external to us that we think that potentially could be um, limited. Mm. I mean – and, and I'm getting to, I'm walking down the path and I'm, I think I could just walk quicker is money. And this is, and this is where a lot of our listeners are at is money is a finite uh, resource. It's limited. And that becomes a limiting thought process. And yes. unfortunately that's where some of us live uh, in that sense, because we think we can't earn anymore or we can't, um, get a better job, whatever the case is, but we, we limit ourselves because we're not paying attention to what's inside and understanding that we have an abundance. 
the thing that I joke about is I have the four walls of my life taken care of. I have a roof over my head, clothes on my back, food on the table, and I, and I have a vehicle so I can get to and fro, whatever I need to do. Yep. As long as that's taken care of, I have abundance. Yes. And that's, I can't complain. I, I yep. really cannot complain. And as soon as I started to understand that, my life changed. It started changing to where different things that I was looking for from my entrepreneur journey started happening. And when I mm -hmm. lost some of that focus, cause I got too busy, had to go back to it and refocus that thought process. And every day that's part of the morning routine. What are the things I'm thankful for? And how does that connect my insides? And how yeah, does that work? My spirituality. I mean, I, yeah. like you said, the higher being God universe, however you want to look at that. Yeah. I, I agree there that that's there. There's a higher being. You have yeah. to find what works for you. But ultimately, if you're not in tune with what's on your inner and your spirituality, I don't think you can accomplish a lot on the outside because you're missing what's on the inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's the inside that needs the journey, that needs you there. If you could imagine your, say your, um, your spirit, your soul, your, your connection mm -hmm. to, to your God, you know, that to me, and that's your connection. Um, if that hasn't, how can I explain it? If, if that's not getting its purpose sought, it might be that you're not, it doesn't need that. If you're, we're focusing on the physical elements of, of, of wealth and money, whereas if we start to focus on what's going on inside and what our spirit needs or our purpose in life is and start to follow that, the abundance will come to it. So you're Passion. almost fighting, yeah, and you're almost fighting against it. But what I really liked about what you just said, Ryan, is instead of looking at abundance, when you when you wake up in the morning, instead of looking at, oh, I'm, I'm abundant, because I know when I was going through that too, it's like a, yeah, right, sure I am. Um, attitude came through, you know, the little monkey chatter <laughs> went, oh, yeah, sure you are. You know, yeah, you believe it, go on, go on. Well, instead of saying I'm abundant, you can say I'm grateful. I am so grateful I've got a bed to sleep in. Okay. And, you start, and that just changing that word from abundant to grateful starts to make you more grateful and you start to receive things. And all of a sudden you go, oh, wow, I'm really grateful that I got that. Oh, wow, I'm grateful that. I... And all of a sudden you start to actually feel abundant. And then things start changing. And then all of a sudden your, your inner starts matching with your outer and it just starts portraying. And, and that's, and I think that's the journey I'm on now. The podcast yes. that you're on, I have another podcast, uh, and they were passion projects. And now they've become, I think we've talked about it, Johnny Side Hustle jobs. And who knows where they're going, but I've been very blessed with the amount of people that want to come on the, the show. I And yes. by no means am I some mainstream guy. I'm just putting out my message that I think that everyone should hear or want to hear because we're human. Yeah, it's because all it's on the inside. It's, it's all in the, exactly in that. And it just came from the inside and I'm in, I'm in an affordable housing space where we develop homes for people that are living below the means of most, and we can deliver them a quality home that they're proud of and they get to have home ownership. The very first house we sold almost nine years ago, I wish I could play it on this and I can't find the video and I'm sure I will be able to find it at some point. I was a crying baby on national television. I was like, man, 
I was embarrassed, but afterwards I was, I was like, you know what? I did this because I didn't think I could actually do it. And the very first house that we, we rehabbed was a house that hadn't been lived in in like 15 years. The house was built in the 1930s. Uh, and it was a disaster. And we put a single mom with two children had never owned a home and was living in a one bedroom studio in Indiana, paying like a thousand dollars a month. And when we got her a mortgage, uh, she was paying less than $500 a month all in. And it just, it brought happiness and joy. And I knew that was my calling, Yes, but it took a long time to get there. Oh, it does. It does. And, and even, even being like this, this coach that I am, this intuitive coach, and I really don't know whether that is what I am, but I know my calling is to help people. And, and I too work a job. This is my passion. And I'm up at ridiculous hours of the morning and ridiculous hours in the evening because I want to do the podcast. I want to be a guest. I want to do my own. And the same thing. It's, it's wholly and solely a passion. And I believe that because it is a passion, we can do it without having to expect money or anything else in return. And I can tell you now, and you, you would be the same, Ryan, in just what you said, the guests that I get on my show, the people I get to talk to, like yourself, are just amazing. I'm not going to get that down the street. I'm not going to yeah. get that in my local environment. And, and I, I don't know how to describe it. You know, people ask me why I do it. And to this day for the podcast, I, I can't tell you why other than I enjoy the individuals like yourself uh, that I get to interact with, whether it be on the podcast or not, I get mm. to interact and learn from you. And yeah. the learnings then allow me to go out and do different things, whether it be serving in my business or helping others through the nonprofit, whatever the case is, it's, it's giving the knowledge. And um, I guess the old adage is if I touch one person with the podcast, I'm, I'm successful or I feel like yeah. I've done right. And that's yeah. kind of how I look at it. Cause most people ask me, why aren't you worried about monetization? Why aren't you worried about downloads? It's all going to come whether, whether I, whether I do it today or tomorrow or next week, all that will come just by me doing what I love. And if it doesn't, oh, well, it doesn't. Do you know what? Just in what you said then, that's abundance. Yeah. That is exactly abundance. Knowing that it's coming to you. Yes. That is abundance, and that's exactly how I feel. It may not happen next week, overnight, or whatever. And let's face it, you know, an overnight success always takes 10 to 15 years. Uh, but I say I'm an overnight eight-year success. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that is abundance. It, it's the fact, it's a mindset. Abundance is a mindset. Um, and that is exactly what you're, you're, you said. You, you've got the abundance there. There's, there's not a problem with that. It, it's... <sighs> It, for me, it's, there's a lot of things that tie in and push in and um, it's always been about the end result is helping somebody achieve something that they did not think they could achieve. Yeah. And that, whether that comes through the nonprofit and coaching through buying a home, um, we also buy defaulted mortgages here in the United States and we help individuals stay in their homes there. So there's a lot yeah. of different things that we do. But the end result has never been, I want to make a ton of money and be rich. I want to be able to enrich the people that I help. And oh, by yeah. the way, we are for profit. So I do, have, I do have a byproduct of that, which is profit. And I can't come, the, again, there's no complaints. It's, yeah. it's, it's 
passion, it's love. Um, and I think there could be more to be done. And I, that's just up to me. And that's a limiting factor. And we could go on a whole nother conversation about that. Cause that's, that's absolutely. also internal. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 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 But okay. So, so when I bring you, say I bring you back to intuition, um, if you get stuck, one of the things that's really good for intuition is, um, when you've got a question, when you, you've got a decision to make, you can ask your friends, you can ask your mate, you can ask everyone else. But if you ask yourself for the answer, ask your soul, your spirit, you know, your, your God, whatever you want to call it, ask them for the answer. Because one of the things that I do teach is that, that there's the three basic steps, really easy steps to connecting and, and uh, developing your intuition. The first thing is to ask. So you can ask through prayer, you can ask through, oh my God. God, what's going on? That's an ask. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, you can ask through, you know, just going to bed and saying, I really don't understand if I should go this way or that way. Can you give me some sort of a sign or an answer? Any sort of question is asking. When I was being attacked, I asked how I could stop them doing this to anyone else. I, I, I asked the question. And when you ask a question like that, when you when you put it out to the ethers, it makes you open to receiving that information. And when you're open to receiving it, that is when you'll start to get all these intuitive messages. So during the night, if you if you go to bed and say, okay, I want to get an understanding of whether I should do A or whether I should do B. I just need to get a clearer understanding of it. You'll have a dream. You could have a dream. You could have a vision. You could wake up in the morning, not have anything have a shower and all of a sudden ideas start to come in you know you'll get start to get the positives or the negatives of, of each of the of the um decisions you need to make so you start to get these this information coming through you start to notice things you'll, you'll get things like um one of the examples i i put forward is i was driving we were driving down the road so i was with my partner he was driving and we'd been discussing something earlier that morning and i can't remember what it was but it, you know it was just the wonders of the world, who knows? I, I talk about everything. Um, <laughs> and we, we drove past something and he goes, well, did you see that billboard? It was exactly what we were talking about. And I went, no, I didn't see it. And, and you know, we chatted a little bit more and we're go, driving along and we're just doing whatever we're doing. And all of a sudden I heard something on the radio. And I said to him, oh, my God, did you hear that? That, that was what we were talking about. And he goes, no, I didn't hear it. So his spirit, his soul, his intuition, told him to look at that billboard, made his gaze for some reason go that way to look at that billboard. I didn't see it. Mine tuned in to the radio and I heard something that way. So Pretty I amazing. Up, yeah, you're picking up different. Now, these weren't big life-changing um, messages or anything. These were just general messages. But it's what we're seeing and what we're hearing and what we're picking up. And it, the, the first thing you do, you do is when you're receiving these information, these inf in, intuitive messages, is to be aware of them and sort of go, well, why did I need to see that? Why did I hear that? You, you might not know the answer, but you're being aware that you're receiving messages. How often do you, you know, you're on the computer, you're, you're sitting in front of the computer now like I am, and you'll look at the clock and all of a sudden it's 11.11 or it's 1.234, you know, 12.34. Now, we don't, and I get 12.34 all the time. We don't sit there, I don't sit there and watch the clock and go, oh, I'm waiting for it to turn to 12.34, you know. It just happens. I happen to look at it and it's 2.22. Two, two. 
or it's four, four, four. And you're getting these messages because they are visual signs. They're those visual signs of, and messages that you're receiving. Jump on. What do angels, angel numbers, what does numerology mean? What do numbers mean? You know, why am I seeing that all the time? Because the third time I've seen that. And you start to get an understanding that you're being guided with messages all the time, all the time. So we've asked, we start to receive those messages, and then we need to act on it. Now, the acting is, again, we've got to go against the monkey chatter, what our brain thinks. And I remember with, <laughs> with one I have of to them, ask, you just said monkey chatter. Monkey chatter. Chatter. Oh, I'm sorry. Monkey chatter. I thought you said monkey chatter. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> That's my funny accent. Um, chatter. Monkey chatter. <laughs> okay, monkey chatter. Um, yeah, where your, your brain's just going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I call that monkey chatter. Um, so we, we've, we've, we've receiving these information. We've got to actually act on them. Now, there was one particular time I, I um, often use card decks, you know, like Oracle decks uh, or tarot. You can use tarot cards. And they give you that, again, the physical body, something to look at so the spirit stuff can come through. So that's just occupying that side of it. So the other stuff can come through. But I had this little deck of cards, little oracle cards, and I've gone, there's 50 odd cards in there and there's one yes and one no. And I wanted an answer for something. And I, I was just just over it. I, I had enough. And I'm shuffling this deck and I'm thinking, I want a clear answer. It's got to be a yes or no answer. And I don't want any more of this fluffy stuff. I just want to get an understanding. And so I pulled a card out and it was the yes card. Now, out of a deck of 50-odd cards, for me to pull a yes card out, how synchronistic was that? And you know what? I didn't do it. <laughs> the, the monkey chatter. Yeah, exactly. The monkey chatter went off and it was like, oh, no, do you, really, do you think you can do that? Or do you think you could? Oh, no, I don't think you should do that. Off it went. Um, so, yes, and I should have done it. I did do it eventually, um, but these are the sort of things. So we need to act on it once we've done it. And it's really, and sometimes it is challenging to act on it because that's the trust side of it. So we connect, we can develop, but we've got to trust it. Um, and and that, that is practice again. Um, I think I've just gone off tangent. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's, it's, it's been a good conversation. It's been, it's been healthy. So we've gone through everything here. Can can we go into a little bit about your book and then we'll wrap everything up? Oh, okay. Oh, well, look, the book I wrote, um, it's Intuitive Flowers, Empowering Your Emotional Goals. I don't know if that's around the right way. It probably isn't. It's right um, there. Yeah, cool. Um, now, look, I wrote this book because this was my tool. Like I said, people sometimes use cards. People sometimes use all different things to for their tool. Prayer, deep, sincere prayers, another tool to connect. I used flowers as my tool. And I, so I wrote this book. Now, all, all this is, is flowers are your goals in life. So instead of having those smart goals, those physical goals, uh, like money and everything else, um, if, if I said to you, how does it look like for you to feel wealthy or abundant or rich? And you would sort of go, oh, I'd have a big flashy house or this fancy car or I'd have this. or And you have all these images. And when I say to you, how would it be if you were wealthy and rich and happy and, and, and excited and, and, and loving your life? What would that look like as a flower? And you have to use 
a different image. You bring up an image of a flower. Now, in that image, there's 16 different elements that your intuition's just picked up because I haven't picked it. There's no cards. There's nothing else. You've picked it in your mind. Your intuition's picked it. And then you can start to look at it and you go, okay, has it got a stem? Have we got a path? Have we got a journey? What do the petals look like? Because there's that's attraction. How are you attracting? What are you attracting? What's the heart center like? That's your passion for your goal. What's that all about? How many leaves have you got on there? They're your guides. Are they high spiritual leaves or are they low physical leaves? Are they, you know, low, low guides? Are they physical guides or spirit guides you're getting? Are they coming in the future or are they people you already know or are they things you already know? And you start to really deep, get deep into it. Now, I can get deep into it because what that image is in your head you have to go onto Google and find it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so when you start to look at it, and I, and I use the, the, say, the red rose, when somebody thinks of a red rose, how does it look? Because we can all think of a red rose. It could be long stem on the side, just a little bud, or it could be a great big open red bloom that's right in front of your face, you know, with all that excitement and I'm open, I'm ready to go. Um, we might be able to see the heart of the rose. We might not be able to see the heart of the rose. We might not be able to see the passion inside it. So there's all these different um, aspects that we can read in a flower image. And again, you're, you're, you're seeing that physical side to it, which is allowing those intuitive messages to come through. So, yeah, so that's the book, Intuitive Flowers, Empowering Your Emotional Goals, Not Your Physical Goals. So if you yes. haven't got emotions attached to it, you're not so, so where can they get your book at? They can get that on Amazon. So it, it's uh, print on demand. Um, I think it's still a Kindle book as well. I've still got it on Kindle. Um, okay. but you can get it on the website too. Uh, okay. And we'll link we'll link uh, your website and and uh, the link to your book on Amazon if you want. We can do that and put it in the show notes for the, when this that comes would be out. Lovely. I would yes. be honored. Thank you. And if us Americans, or maybe there's Australians listening. I don't have very many Australian listeners yet, so maybe you can bring them into the fold. Yeah. If they want to get a hold of you and work with you, how how could they do that? Uh, they can. Well, I'm on all the social media. So Susan Jane Intuitis is on all the social media. My website is intuitivenature.com.au. That's got to have the AU at the end because it's a an Australian business. Mm -hmm. um, but they can connect that way through that way. Um, I have a lot of them connect through Facebook. I do free flower readings on Facebook. Um, it's called um, Intuitive Personal Development by Susan Jane. And once a week I do free flower readings on there. So people have to pick a number between 1 and 100 and all of a sudden a flower pops up and we do a reading on it for the week. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So um, I'll also link that too in the show notes so people can actually see that so they can get, a, get in contact. But also if they want to attend that, they can. Yeah, that way they can get to know me and see if that – if I suit them, because in all life coaching and any coaching, you've, you've got to resonate with that person, not just see what their results are or know where they're going, but you've got to really resonate because you're not going to get anywhere unless you can resonate with them. And th well, that's my belief anyway. Uh, amen to that. And that's, that's very true. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show, Susan. I, it's been an honor. It's been a great journey and I got to talk inner and outer and yes. I'm sure there's more, there's more to be had. So definitely we'll be talking about how to come, have you come back on again and we could talk some more because I think with 
the information we shared today, I think it's a good starting point. I think we could get a little more deep, uh, go a little bit deeper uh, yes. and, and share some more tidbits. Maybe I can even get an audience member or two on and, and see if we can talk to them and, and maybe potentially uh, help them out. Oh, that would be absolutely lovely. I'd love to do that. We could um, we could we could go live and when we go live I can have an audience come in through Riverside and then they can ask questions and we can go back and forth. Yep. The like again, the only issue we're gonna have going live is gonna be our time frames. Oh no, I know that, but hey, yeah, it's but we can it's, do it. So like right now on the East Coast it's it's five forty five here. I'm in I'm at two forty five or two forty nine and it's seven o'clock in the morning your time. So yeah. Well, we can figure it out. We can balance okay, it out. Okay, cool. That sounds great. I love that. That's a really good idea. We can do. We can break your your fear of going live. How about that? Oh, I'm not even. I uh, believe me. I'm far from fearing going live. I just okay. the technical aspects. Oh, that's okay, all. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that that the, uh, the I've tried it a few times and it's it's failed. So I'll work yeah. out the bugs before we do it and test it and and then once that happens, we definitely can have you come back and we can try a live episode. Oh, that would be really exciting. I'd love that. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on. It's been an honor and a pleasure. It's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me on. I really enjoyed it. I just I love your energy. It's fantastic. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.